Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is, 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 is Kickoff in the Valley. Now here's your host, now here's your host Tyler, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome into the Kickoff of the Valley podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunnar. That is Tyler Vasquez. We're getting ready to break down the uh, Arizona Cardinals victory over the Carolina Panthers today. Where's my mouse at? I got to get it up. 26 to 16. Uh, big victory. So, Tyler, you're over at uh, Gila at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. You guys had a little party with your uh, uh, Bird Gang Travel Club. I saw a lot of the pictures. Look, look. I mean, I don't know who decorated. Are you the interior decorator there? No, no, no. They brought some. They brought some of the professionals, Gunner. I mean, you don't <laughs> want to leave that to me. Uh, no, it was a fun time. I mean, we had a hundred fans here. Every seat was full. It was. It was a good. Yeah. You know, the first half wasn't very much fun. I think everybody was like, man, are we really traveling to Mexico to see this team? And then they righted that ship. And look at this. We're going to talk about a Cardinals win. I love it, man. I was uh, I was in the backyard. The great thing about living in Arizona is that you can pretty much swim uh, year round. I got a TV in the back and it's floating in the pool watching the uh, the game. It was fun, dude. I think the most important thing of this pod is, Gunnar, do you have a heater in the pool? I have a heater chiller. But, I mean, it's not like... Um, it's not it hasn't cooled down enough to have to turn the heat on no no of course not i'm just wondering like you said year round i'm just wondering come Uh, november are you going to be is the water going to be heated for you to be able to indulge we put the uh the heater chiller on uh about six months ago because i mean any time at the summertime i mean when it gets to 117 degrees doesn't get below 90 degrees at night that pool or that pool water is going to be bath water right so you got to get that chiller on there so we keep that thing at a nice crisp 85 degrees uh, during the summertime, and we'll bump it up to like 88, maybe 90. Speaking about crisp and not being crisp, let's talk about the first half of this football game. What yeah, used to be, Gunner? Looks a little rough off the, uh, the get-go there. I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe Kingsbury's going to lose his job. That was my prediction going into this game is that if he if they lose this game, he's going to get canned or somebody's going to get canned. I mean, that was, that was an extreme, you know, prediction uh but i mean that kind of is you know moot at this I, point i thought no chance in hell but then after that first half i kind of was like well maybe because <laughs> it just again starting out slow starting out flat can't get anything going yeah i mean it, just... you look at uh you include last game uh where they didn't even score a touchdown and then they didn't even score a touchdown to the third quarter you had six quarters without a touchdown from the other uh, cardinals yeah, Matt Prater was their their highest scorer, and he didn't even play most of this game. So yeah. uh, for for the past few weeks, because you know that's all we could do was kick field goals. But uh, I sent some stats over to you and uh, producer Adam earlier uh, in terms of the Cardinals 
hadn't scored a single point in the first quarter all year. That, that includes today. Um, their last eight quarter drives. Let me give you this. Uh, today they had a six yard drive that ended in a punt. Um, they had a 25 yard drive that was a turnover on downs. Uh, also a four yard drive that ended in a punt. Week three, eight yards punt. Two yards punt. Six. Uh, week three, 16 yards punt. Week two, only one drive, 19 yards ended in punt. And week one, only one drive, two yards in a punt. So mm. I, I mean, just oh, oh. Yeah, it looked oh. ugly. It looked ugly. But <laughs> but but uh, Kyler, when he finally started running the ball, things turned around. And well, what, was, talk- what was what was that stat we talked uh, on the midweek show? Right? It was uh, I think it was midweek, or it was the previous show on Friday. When he runs nine times or more, they're like ten and one. Yeah. So you want to see him run? So I mean, hopefully they figured it out. Hopefully something clicks in somebody's head, and it's like, how hey, many how many times did he run today? Did you get that count? Here, I'm going to try um, to pull it up myself. Yeah, you can pull it up. I I, I did hit 12, the over. twelve attempts. So 12 that attempts. stat still holds true. Anytime he runs more than nine times. The Cardinals usually get a victory. So yeah, he he ended up with 26 rushing yards, which uh, he peaked at 29, but it dropped. You, you had 20. a bet, didn't you? I did. The bet. I what did. was what was the yards? Yeah, so for him? I bet him on a uh, on the over on rushing. Let me pull that up. So he peaked at 29 yards. It went down to 26 because of the kneel downs at the end of the game. Yeah, which yep. it drives me nuts, dude. If he oh, as a better, that must kill you. <laughs> yeah, eats you uh, up and dried. I had a parlay. One of the parlays I uh, posted on uh, Twitter was um, 35 plus rushing yards. I hit everything else but that one. But his rushing. But his rushing at 35. Well, and he, you know, he runs 12 times. You're thinking he's getting 35. Yeah, yeah but, and it was uh, looking pretty good. But no, I had a bet on over 22 and a half, which is what Vegas had him at was 22 and a half rushing yards. I, I bet the over. I won that bet. Uh, but the 35 plus close. I can't did you make out for the game? Did you did you uh, actually take home money, or did you lose a little bit? Little bit of money uh, on one game? on the uh, I won on the Kyler Murray rushing on the over 2020, uh, 22 and a half. but I I'm still kind of uh, waiting on a couple other um, parlays where I included things from other games like tonight's game. So we'll see. But so far, I think yeah. I'm down a little bit from all my bets. But I, I was just happy to at least win one on that one with hey. Kyler Murray. As long as you didn't lose everything, that's all that matters, right? You still got a house. We're, we're good. That's right. That's right. And I never bet the house. All my bets are like $10, $5, you know, stuff like that. So there we go. Um, now, as we talk about the rush game a little bit with Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. um, you know, Benjamin, and I am critical on ASU players that join the Cardinals. I, you, you read my Twitter anywhere. It's, it's just, I feel like there's this home bias that anytime we bring an ASU player to this team, Everyone's like, why don't they play him more? He was good in college. And newsflash, many ASU players don't pan out in the pros. Um, But Eno Benjamin today was running angry. And it made me think like, man, James Conner must be nicked up still. That ankle bothering him something because he just doesn't look the same from the eye test. Uh, I think they need to start handing off to Eno a little bit more. He looks like he's fighting to, to prove his worth and, and stay on the roster. And, you know, when, when you're a second or third string running back, you're always fighting to prove yourself. So yeah, he just looked good. Yeah. James Connor, uh, speaking of him, the, um, that, that fight, did you see that fight that almost happened where uh, somebody got ejected? Yeah. When he got thrown to the ground. Yeah. yeah Will he got Hernandez got, got yeah. kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. For brushing up against the referee. 
Yeah. yeah what, okay. What was up with that that ejection? So the um he he bumped into the referee, which you can't ever touch a referee. It it was a baby call. Like he didn't. It's not like he leveled the referee or or was trying to hurt the referee. He yeah. was trying to make a beeline to the Panthers player and and he brushed against the referee and that that led to his ejection. But it's just a dumb in my group chat. My brother ended up going off about that. It was just uh-huh. one of those things where um it, it it it's a dumb penalty in that moment because at the time the game's close. Yeah. And you you can't you just got a penalty from them that's going to put you in a good position and instead you negate it by by going over to stick up for your guy. Yeah. It was just, it was just dumb dumb dumb. I I felt like there was a few times during the game when uh there were some you know, dumb decisions made by the players. I mean, you, you, you guys advanced the ball a little bit, but because of a holding, because of something, something, you know, just something, they're kind of going backwards, you know. Gunner, just... I, I want to get into a lot of the negative real quick and then okay. yeah. shift to all the positive because yeah. they won this game. So at the end of the day, be happy as Cardinal fans. Like, what do we say the last few weeks? You just got to be three and three for when Hop comes back. And now you're two and two. Um, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but obviously you got you got the Eagles next, and then yeah. uh, then the Seahawks. But um, ultimately, that's where you want to be, and that's they helped their cause today. So let's let's cover some of the negatives. Yep. Here's negative one that I have, and I Gunner, remember when we talked about this? I, I said I know what Cliff Kingsbury is going to do when Rondell Moore comes back. He mm-hmm. is going to end up splitting the 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 share of the role that Rondo Moore has with him and Greg Dorch instead of finding a way to use both of them. Well, when you look at Greg Dorch's numbers today, one target, one reception, (laughs) six yards. He didn't look like he belongs in the NFL today because he just, they, they didn't look his way. They didn't use them. They didn't do anything. On the other hand, Rondo Moore, five attempts, uh, five targets, sorry, three receptions, uh, 11 yards, (laughs) And it looked like the Rondo Moore of old going into this season all year. They the Cliff talked about, we're going to use Rondo more differently. We're going to send him down the field. We're going to be creative. I'm going to be an offensive guru because I'm amazing. And I'm going to send him down the field and we're going to get him more involved down the field because he's a speedster and that's what he should be doing. Yeah. And then what do you see today? Jet streams, uh, screens, throws in the backfield, like the same stuff we saw to Rondo Moore before I ended up tweeting it out. I go, I don't know if Rondo Moore is just not good enough for the professional level or cliff Kingsbury just doesn't know how to use him. Yeah. And it's one of the two. There's a disconnect somewhere. Either he's <laughs> just not good enough and you need to just bench him and put Greg Dorch in or, or cliff doesn't know how to use this weapon in his Swiss army knife. Like, I, I don't know. Did uh, I didn't see any of the uh, next gen stats? We talked about that, I think, last week, you know, where um, he had Hollywood Brown doing the same thing. I, uh, I saw someone, I saw someone tweet it out actually. Now that you okay. say that, did he change it up or did he do the same thing as last I, week? I, I didn't see the actual, I'm going to try to pull it up right now. Okay. I didn't see all the routes, but I did see there was a big catch that Rondell Moore had and it was on the right side of the field and in a mismatch. And it was awesome. And someone goes, Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't remember who it was, so I, I feel bad for not. Was that the touch? Was that the touchdown catch? That impressive touchdown catch. It was a touchdown, but I think it was that one where okay. he caught for you know he got like twenty yards or something like that. But yeah, um, uh, he, he, someone tweeted, "Oh my gosh, Hollywood Brown caught, uh, ran on the right side of the field." Yeah, and so well, that's the, that was that, the side of the bad. field for the touchdown. That impressive oh, okay. touchdown maybe, catch. Maybe it was the touchdown catch. That was yeah, on the right I, side of the field as well. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make notion. All of his catches prior were the left side of the field. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was. So I wonder um, if he, uh, if he, uh, you know, if Kingsbury clicked that. Hey, maybe we need to change it up a little bit. You know, because I'm mean, trying to pull it right up side. right now to see if it's available. Uh, week three, I, it doesn't look like it's. They have it up yet. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing yet. So um, we'll, we'll we'll go back to that though during the midweek show and see what those routes look like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, other negatives I have, well, positive, Vance Joseph is no longer going to be the scapegoat after that game. I mean, the defense really <laughs> stepped up. Uh, I don't know who, <laughs> who, who is the scapegoat if this team falls off yeah. the rails and they start playing good teams. But, you know, the defense did their thing today, which is a positive. Uh, what, what was it? The most tipped passes since 2018, I believe I saw. Uh, nine, yeah, nine passes were deflected today. Yeah, most, uh, most since October yeah. 18, four years. I mean, yeah, they kept, they kept uh, Mayfield to 197 yards, uh, picked him off twice. They looked good today, man. Dennis Gardek looked like an animal. He's the barbarian for a reason, yeah. and he's just all hustle, all play, all the time. And and he is just another guy. He's like a Greg Dorch. These are the, the you know I I feel like they're your blue collar guys. They carry a lunch pail to work, and they just grind. And it's that's what you want to see if you have more of them on the team. Zach Allen too. When you talk about those tip passes, Zach yeah. Allen, I saw a tip at least three. Uh, JJ Watt had a couple in there too. Yeah, I saw um, him but- get a big one towards the end. Gardeck almost had that pick six, though, man. <clears throat> I was written, dude. I had a uh, I had Cardinals on a defensive touchdown, and there were uh, two opportunities there that I think that they could have almost uh, got a Gardeck's one. I think he got pushed out like five five yards out, and I forget the other one. But there were a couple opportunities there, man, where I was jumping up and down. I was I was thinking I got a I got a winning bet there. We talked about it in the last podcast. I'm gonna go on a uh, defensive uh, touchdown because Mayfield. You know, uh, who are we talking to on the last podcast? He was talking about uh, Mayfield and his uh, interceptions that he throws, and and our defense. You know, let's let's the, the the possibility of a pick six in our head is great there. So I placed a bet on that. I didn't win it. Came close. Yeah, that was Zach over at the Roaring Riot, uh, the oh, Panthers yeah. fan travel group that that alluded to that, and he almost won you some money. You we're gonna have to donate almost. to their their charity there. Yeah, almost, almost is not a win. Almost yeah, almost almost, a win. almost only counts in uh, what is it? 
horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, he's, uh, um, he's probably looking at his wounds and uh, feeling a little bummed out today for his. Oh, he, uh, his yeah, he was at the game. I saw some video they were posting. It made me feel really good when they lost. So, okay, um, so now Mayfield was being booed. Who's the, is there another quarterback that they're hoping somebody plays instead of Mayfield? Because, I mean, that, that when the entire stadium boos your quarterback because he just can't get things done, who do you go, who do you fall to if they're booing Mayfield? Do they have anybody of notoriety, anybody of a name? That well, could, the, uh, the only healthy quarterback right now is uh, PJ Walker, which every time he's from the XFL and every time he got a chance, he he just hasn't performed. Uh, um, so, I, I mean, they want they want PJ Walker or, or they don't want PJ Walker. I want PJ Walker because I think the guy I mean, he's had opportunities. It just sucks. I mean, he was so electric <laughs> in the XFL, but it's just a different yeah. game, different players, different quality of talent. Uh, but yeah, Sam Darnold, who they traded for what last year, um, you know, he's already blown it for them numerous times. So it's mm. it's sad that they want him back because it wasn't like he was any good either. So uh, we'll we'll when he we'll, gets we'll, off IR, we'll see if he makes a difference because uh, yeah, they will bench Baker at some point if he keeps playing this bad. Yeah, um, all I could think of with Mayfield is his uh, AmFam commercials last season. Uh, where he had, you know, where he basically lived at the uh, Cleveland Browns stadium. I don't, yeah, I don't see needs, that. He needs to live at the Carolina Panthers stadium <laughs> I know. because, man, that, he was. <laughs> he's to spend a little more time there. <laughs> that was the thing watching the game. It was like, which team like wants to actually win this game offensively? Both defenses play pretty well, but the yeah. offenses just looked abysmal the first half. Uh, the Cardinals again. You watch it and you're just like, guys, are you gonna play? Like, w- when are you gonna turn it on? And in every game, it's almost like it's the third quarter. Yeah, and that's when they turn it on, and and that doesn't work against good teams. So yeah. as they move forward, again, when you play good teams, I remember. I know all three of us were texting during the 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 game, and it was man, this this team looks good, and it's like, well, but do they? Or is it just because they're playing the Carolina Panthers? I mean, that's true. I mean, the true test will come next week, right? Yeah, but yeah, yep. but I mean, I mean, uh, the the Eagles did win today. Jalen Hurts uh, looked awesome. You know, they they. I mean, the Jaguars gave him a run. You know, I mean, there was a good battle between those two teams, but uh, the Eagles pulled it out, and they'll be in town. And we know how the uh, the the cards are at home. I yeah, mean, but, the, but but see, here's the thing: the Jaguars look good. So, yeah, they, they gave him a run, and I expect him to because they look like a good team. The Cardinals don't look like a good team. So um, the one the, the positives here, and we talk about individual performances, uh-huh. Zach Ertz looked great, targeted six times, had six catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. That's what you want to see from Zach Ertz. Obviously, last week he had a couple of bad drop balls and, and things that he should have came down with and just didn't there was times where he was wide open i saw some tweets go out of plays where kyler ran it and didn't get any yards and meanwhile zach Ertz was open 10 yards down the field and kyler said it before zach Ertz is always open he always gets open so it's almost like kyler needs to go more through his reads and his progressions i, I don't know how many he's actually going through but right when he says Ertz is always open i mean there was times where he was always open and kyler decided to tuck it and run or, or do something else. Um, Hollywood Brown, again, getting the Man. number one star treatment, 11 targets, six receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown, a big 23-yard catch. Zach Ertz had a 23-yard catch, too. Yeah. When I looked last year and, and I was really mapping out the problem with Zach Ertz in this offense, it was all of his catches were like eight yards, 10 yards, um, and they weren't good. And then when you look at, like, 
other tight ends in the league that that perform at a high level, they're catching 15 yards plus. So to see Zach Ertz get one for 23, that's that's what you want to see. Um, McBride. Trey McBride, our, our second round draft pick, he got in the game. He got three targets, three receptions, had 24 yards, nothing special. And then he did have some rookie mistakes and uh, he almost had Kyler killed a couple times, but it's good to see. And this is where I will compliment Cliff is it's good to see him get some of these guys involved that, that you want to start seeing getting playing time and you want to see them, um, for what they can do. A lot of people yeah. think Trey McBride could be a stud tight end in this league. Well, you can only be a stud tight end if you play and you get yeah. opportunities. So, it, I mean, you got to include those guys. I mean, if, if all, if you're going to be predictable and keep going to your star players, you know, Brown and Ertz and, and Connor, you are going to be just that predictable, right? So you got to get those other guys involved to, to make plays happen, you well, know, and drive Connor- down the field. And Connor just doesn't look explosive. I mean, when you watch Gunner, do you see anything special out of James? No, Conner? no. It reminds me of uh, way back in the day uh, uh, with the Seahawks. That's who I grew up watching. Sean Alexander, Matt Hasselbeck. When Sean Alexander had that ankle surgery, he just never was the same when he came back. You know, he busted mm-hmm. his ankle, had surgery, came back. He just never ran as hard uh, when he came back, and that's kind of what uh, Connor kind of reminds me of. He's not running as hard. He's still kind of babying. I, I, I just think he's injury. hurt. I think he's playing yeah. hurt. And I think you have enough guys in that running back room. I get you paid him a lot of money. Shut him down. Give him a couple <laughs> weeks off. Let him get healthy and then bring him back. If, if yeah. that's the case, if he is hurt, but he doesn't look good. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, you, you've got Daryl Williams who looks better and you've got Eno Benjamin who looks better. And you, you have other guys in that room that it looks like can do the job. So I would let them do the job until Connor is, is ready to go. Yeah. But I mean, look at all those numbers from uh, from Brown, you know, and and you know, everybody's talking about uh, D Hop coming back, you know, and the 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 impact that he's going to make on on the offense, you know, when he comes back, it'll be it'll be fun to watch, man. And, uh, him, uh, Kyler Murray, dispersing the ball, both Brown and uh, and D Hop, and and what the defenses will do to try and cover both those guys. And then you include mm-hmm. Ertz and and McBride and 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 Dorsch, you know, I'm. You know, however, they're going to include them in the offense. We'll be interested to see how the defenses uh, stack up against our new offense when D-Hop comes back. But what scares me about that, and I don't want to be negative, Tyler, like I feel I'm being every time we have an episode. <laughs> what scares me about that is is the offensive guru that is Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he knows how to use all these guys. Like, I think it's too much. Like It's, it's, it's too many bring, weapons. It's funny you bring that up because there was a um, – one of the TV commentators said uh, on a failed fourth down play that he was disappointed that Kingsbury didn't tap into his creativity on a fourth down, right? And I mean, what creativity? Me too. <laughs> what creativity have we seen from Cliff? I loved that the Panthers did that fake punt. That it was awesome. And if it wasn't for that penalty, uh, they would the, the the Panthers would have had it. And maybe uh, got another touchdown or something. But I love the creativity. I love the trickery. I love that stuff. But have we seen the creativity from Cliff Kingsbury this season? I think we have in the past. I don't think we've seen it this year. I think when the the team's been winning, like last year when they run on that seven or eight no run at the beginning, he had some creative plays that he was calling. He was doing some different things. And I, I think what's happened is, is the way the season ended last year and the way they've started this year, I think it's mental. Just like it gets mental for a kicker when they start missing a lot. Yeah. I think, think he's just scared to take that risk. I, I, I don't. It, well, he's not scared to take a risk because he runs it on fourth down. He'll go for it on yeah, fourth down true. like all the that's time. Good point. That's but good point. 
but it's it, it's almost like I don't I don't know it's like writer's block, right? Like I, I feel like Cliff has <laughs> just forgotten what's quote unquote made him a good coach for those that believe he's a good coach. Gosh, um, man. You know. I, you, it's kind of funny watching like when things aren't going right the whole first half uh they put kingsbury on the tv quite a bit when i when he looks worried when he's not secure and confident he kind of comes off as that uh that coach and water boy that loses his notebook thank you that, yeah it was my analogy the other day <laughs> yeah, i agree yeah and, and, exactly and that was rolling like. through my Henry head winkler yeah. 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 So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he gets his confidence back. Hopefully he gets his, you know, his ju- male, you know, his juju back and, and, uh, and takes that into next week. And, and hopefully they can get this, uh, this home losing streak, uh, come over the top of that. Cause I mean, they've lost seven straight at home. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I, mean, I just don't know. I, I think that was not a good performance. Uh, so, second half looked good, though. But again, you pointed out the Panthers, they're probably just a bad team. So, I mean, how good were the Cardinals in that second half? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the drives were better. But uh, let's look at it this way. You script the first X amount of plays a game. That's when we keep struggling. Yeah. So anytime Cliff is making the decisions, that's when we struggle. You have point. to think Kyler's making adjustments in the second half on his own as well. It's not necessarily he's running everything that Cliff's calling. Like, yeah. he's seeing things. He's checking off on things and, you know, pulling it down, running, you know, whatever he's got to do. I don't want to make Kyler, like, like give him a pass here that that maybe he's not following through with things that Cliff calls in. Because that's another part of it, right? Like, it, it all, to me, ties back to what we keep saying is that disconnect between them two. And and that's the problem. I think there was I, there was a there was a shot there where Kingsbury was trying to say something to uh, to uh, Murray. I'm assuming it was Murray because Murray's the only one with the green dot out on the field, and it was like Murray couldn't hear him or wasn't listening. And then the ball was snapped, and they had Kingsbury on the TV the entire time, and he was yelling. And then he finally turned his head and looked at assistants and started screaming at them uh, because either Murray didn't acknowledge what was being said to him. Or I don't know. I mean, it just looked like he was very angry in the moment when he was trying to get some information uh, out to uh, out to Murray. I read a, a tweet uh, after one of the bad drives in the first half that said that Kyler and Cliff had a long conversation on the sideline. Oh, really? So who knows what that was? I'm betting it was probably around the same time that you're saying. Yeah. Um, Had they, to have been. They, they don't. They're not seeing eye to eye, so, folks. Okay. And that's the problem. So if Kingsbury's not calling the right plays and clock management also comes down on Kingsbury, which there were two times that they had to call a timeout to avoid a delay a game. 
Yes. Let's talk about that. I completely (laughs) forgot about that, but I've tweeted it out all game. Yes. Yeah. So that comes down on Kingsbury, right? Or is that, is that a Murray call? If, if it, if it comes down to, uh, to have it, you know, being so close that you have to call a timeout. All the Twitter react I saw was cliff. Can we get the play in with more than 15 seconds for Kyler to get everyone situated? So I saw a lot of people blaming cliff there. And when we had Britton golden fill in a few weeks ago, he was saying, I don't think you can blame this all on Kyler. I think they're not getting it in quick enough. So uh, there's someone that's been in a huddle before, and he knows what that situation's like. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Cliff, what are we doing? Like, I I, I think we said this on the last show. I, I, I There is a point where I understand occasionally blowing a timeout, play clock runs down. Yes, it's going to happen. But it's every game with us. And today yeah. it happened three times three times like what are we doing against a bad football team like i get it maybe it's a tight game against the you know the chiefs the bills the rams like one of these powerhouses okay you do it more times than uh, you know whatever even then you're not prepared at that point but at least i'll take it but against a crappy carolina panthers team why are we doing this I, i know you're on the road and they're a hostile environment but that fan base doesn't care like I've been there when that fan base is rocking. I went to the NFC Championship game, and that place got loud. I yeah. guarantee today, at no point, there was it ever even half of what it was when I went to that game. So, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they get it figured out, man. I mean, it, hopefully they can look at what happened in the second half um, and, you know, and hopefully try and use that in the first half, in the first quarter, right off the bat against the Eagles. And they, they're just such a slow starting team this season. Yeah. And it's crazy, man. It's ugly. It is ugly. Um, After uh, you were on our uh, show on Friday, uh, we were talking about the uh, the Cardinals and, and, you know, my prediction with Kingsbury getting canned and stuff like that. There were some texts from listeners coming in talking about it's all, you know, it should be all on Kyler. And Kyler just, you know, doesn't know – how to perform. I th- I think it's Kingsbury not knowing how to use Kyler. Um, but is it is it Kyler's height? Could it could it that was one thing somebody pointed out. You know, he just can't see over the offensive line. Uh people have figured him out, that kind of a thing. Gunner on fourth and in inches, Kyler doesn't need to be seven yards back taking a snap from Ro- uh, Rodney Hudson that goes sailing over his head. Yeah, that was a rough. <laughs> Get him under his ass, take the snap, and hand it off to James Conner, like or, or whoever. You know, I just said that maybe you give it to you know Benjamin, but right. whoever, but give it to a back that's going to pick up one yard. Um, I saw an interesting stat, and now I'm going to rush to find it here. Last year, Eno Benjamin, or not Eno Benjamin, sorry, James Conner. This was comes from Vince Murata had 58 carries with one to three yards to gain for a first down or a touchdown. He converted. How many of those do you think he converted gunner? Take a percentage guess. So out of 58 attempts, 25%, 25%. What what do you think would be respectable? 25% that that's, that's a good number. 30%. I higher than 25% would be respectable. I would say 50% would be 50%. Okay. Okay. So 50% on going for it within one to three yards. He converted on 38 of them, well over 50%. Okay. And he didn't get the ball on that four, on any like fourth and one. Like they, they did other things every single time. And it was like, give so, it to uh, someone. 
So on all those fourth down plays, I, I haven't kept track, so I'm just asking a question, you know, not knowing. But I, I did notice, obviously, when the ball went over Kyler's head, he was in the shotgun. Are they always in the shotgun on the fourth always. down? Always. Well, they're always in the shotgun in general. Kyler does so, not take snaps under under center. And in his press conference the other day, and this is why I found this this so fascinating, was uh, Kyler, I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday, met with the media, and he said... Oh, where is it? He basically alluded that um, he wouldn't be against. Oh, right here. Uh, He would go under center if that's what it takes to win. Okay. (laughs) It's fourth and one. I mean, you're trying to win ball games. You got to convert on fourth down if you're going to go for it. Well, fourth and one, but it's also fourth and seven when you're in the shotgun. Exactly. But that's my point. Like, at what if 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 Kyler's saying if that's what it takes to win, I would go under center. Okay, Kyler, I'm not asking you to go out of center and throw the ball. Like on fourth and one, get your ass under center and hand it off. Mm-hmm. I don't care that the other team knows you're going to hand it off. Everybody should know on fourth and inches you're handing the ball off. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's your O lineman against their D lineman. Who's going to belly up and, and get and push each other so that the, the guy can get the yard? I mean, that's that'll that'll cool. be one to watch, I think, going forward is uh will he get under center, you know, on those fourth down plays, fourth and short. Will he end up on under center at some point? His other comment on a gunner, they say, he's referring to coaches, going under center, th- that takes away from him running. Okay, I understand that to a degree, and I understand that maybe on the four and two or the four and three when maybe Kyler needs to take it and roll out. And there was a play where, where he did, where I think it was a touchdown run that he had. Yeah. He rolled out and he had, a. I think James Conner was his blocker. Like, great play get it he needs to be a little further out to make that all happen sure but on fourth and inches that's where you have your qb sneak that's where you have your handoff up up the you know the i form form formation and you run it right up i don't know i'll let you get that figured out man the communication the the game plan between uh kyler and kingsbury they they got to get it they got to get on the same page gunner you got to make this positive because we won this game and by hearing me i i think you you would think we lost this game yeah i know (laughs) i know but no but i mean we did we would have if they would have played like they did the first half they they were about to lose that game they totally Mm -hmm. were i mean things totally changed they made whatever adjustments at halftime uh if it was any adjustments or maybe they just kind of got into a great like like you know the snowball effect. I mean, you you have a great play, everybody's feeling good, and then you just everybody's feeling good and, and doing great things. You know, it's but when you're playing bad and things continually happen bad, it just the snowball effect again. You know, and that's kind of what happened on the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Voice you know, they just, of the bird god here, yes, coming in. I was curious because I you, you did just say you, you guys are focusing on the negatives from this game, even though it was a win. That feels like the frustration of, of the first four games of this season, right? Do you, if you guys went back right now to the start of the year and reminded everyone you're going to play the Chiefs at home, the Raiders on the road who look like a different team than they were perceived coming in at home against the Rams and on the road against the Panthers, wouldn't two and two feel like a great start to the season? And has the Cardinal fan base kind of gotten bogged down by what has been? Not pretty games, right? Frustrating games. Well, you've accomplished the goal. You're a 500 team a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, I, I I think the problem is you don't look like a good team. Just the eye test, right? Like, you don't even need to know football to look at this team and be like, man, they are, they are brutal. Um, 
and and I think yeah, you look at the record. The record's deceiving because they could easily be zero and four at this point. So it's good that a, a fan base wants more out of this team, right? Like you want to be want to be a contender. Like in Carolina, they know they ain't going anywhere this season. I think our fan base inherently knows that this team should be a playoff team. And I think that's the frustration. And yeah. that's where, where this kind of boils over a little bit. Voice yeah, of mean, the bird God. Do you owe Vance Joseph an apology? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see when, when they play Philadelphia and the yeah. saints and the Seahawks, like that, those are the next, they got Philly, then the Seahawks and the saints. Seahawks well, get... real quick gutter. the Seahawks. Remember what I said? What what was I saying prior to the season when we were talking about the division? Oh, the Seahawks were going to suck. Yeah. 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 You see how many points they put up today? Yeah, 48 to 45 against Detroit. <laughs> I was blown away. I almost picked Detroit as my survivor pool team to, 90, to like win today. Thank God I didn't. 93 points, man, in that game. That's insane. Now, now Detroit was banged up. So again, not watching the game, it's hard to tell. Like, but in, in the NFL to put up 48 points. Yeah. Like Seattle don't well, suck. I mean, they don't. They're not as bad as I thought. They wouldn't win a game this year. So, well, I mean, but they're 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 a happy crew up there. You know, I got a lot of friends and family up there. They had their expectations on the floor, and when you got the expectations that low, when the Seahawks perform like they are this season, you're happy, right? So, so this, this is my concern, though. Right? Is is my concern is like we said, you want them to go three and three. So as the voice of the bird god, producer Adam comes in when he talks about, are you happy that they're two and two? Yeah, I am, and I really want them to be three and three by the time Hop comes back but I don't have any faith that they're going to beat Philly. Like if they play like this, they're going to get smoked. Philly's undefeated right now. Right. Aren't they four and oh? Yep. Yeah. Cause they won today. So yep. Philly's undefeated. You got them coming in next. You can't win at home. You look terrible at home. And then after that, you got Seattle, which is Seattle at home or Seattle on the road. I think Seattle's on the road. Seattle's on the road. That'll be the road. Yeah. Game they're up in Seattle on exactly. Sunday, the 16th. Yep. Yeah. So, you go on the road. Hopefully, you beat Seattle. Seattle shouldn't be as good as they are, um, but they get paychecks too. I think DK Metcalf did he get carted off? Did you either of you see that? I didn't see. I didn't see any. Uh, I saw a highlight just... video. Producer Adam, do you see anything with DK? No report yet on what on whether or not that's something serious, not serious, yeah. available, not available. Sometimes those card offs can be a little more showmanship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably wearing his uh, baby. Um, binky mouthpiece while he was getting caught. Yeah, happy to be two and two. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the way that they, us watching them play, they look bad in the first half. There's, there's just no confidence. You want to have confidence going into the game that they're going to win it and be able to, uh, and be able to at least keep it close. The the confidence, I think, I think Tyler and I, I think we're both on the same page. You know, the confidence going into this game is not very high. I don't I, believe this team can win games in the first half when you watch. Like it's like, oh, I didn't, they're they didn't got a shot. Somehow yeah. they pull pull a rabbit out of their hat in the second half each time that they win, and it's like you, you can't yeah. work forever. Uh, looking ahead to this game though on uh, Sunday between the Eagles and the Cardinals, I do have the uh, the odds in front of me for oh, the game. What is it, what, a million what, to zero? No, what do you what do you think the uh, the odds makers have it at? Plus the Phillies Phillies obviously favored. Yeah, Phillies plus nine. Uh, uh, no, it would be minus nine or minus nine. Sorry, yeah, sorry. They are minus five and a half. That that'll increase by the end of the week. 
You think they so? Will. Yeah, as the money gets started getting thrown down, people are going to take that minus five all day. So it's yeah. it'll move. It's okay. it's going to move to minus seven, eight, nine. Hopefully, you come out of this game clean, though. I didn't see many look like injuries. I did see Justin Pugh came out at, at one point. So and he's been banged up for a little bit. So yeah. you, you know you do have some offensive line issues. JJ Watt had to have like his heart shocked back into rhythm. What before this game? Did you not hear that? They talked about him. No. Yeah. What, the heck? what yeah. do you mean his heart shocked back into rhythm? His heart was not beating right, and so he had to go get a shock like Thursday, and somehow played today. I mean, are you serious? I didn't yeah. hear that. That's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. No. So, so you, you've got injuries, you got hearts. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff. Voice of the bird god here, guys. The information is coming fast and furious. DK Metcalf was carted off because he needs to use the bathroom. That's not a joke. That's actually oh, what happened. Stop. Tony Saragusa. Rest in power. Uh, yeah, a little homage to the gentleman who had to get off that field because he had a bit of a situation. But on a serious note, for your Arizona Cardinals, guys, I don't know how to break the news to you. You've been sweating Tua Tungavailoa comparing him to Kyler Murray over the course of the season. Do you know he has the best QBR in the league right now? Curious, do you guys know where Geno Smith stacks up on this list talking oh, about the yeah. Seattle Seahawks? Third, fourth. He is ninth on the list here. Okay. And the real question, the drill down question is where is Kyler Murray? Oh, 21st. See, think low and get high results. 16th, right in the yeah. meaty part I, I of the actually, curve for Kyler Murray. 15th, and then I, I just shot higher because it's been bad. You got to love it. But he's in between Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. A little reminder, the season is long and there's still time to yeah. improve. Well, those Who's are number one. They're struggling too. At number one, let's just do, yeah, we'll go ahead and give you the top five here real quick, gentlemen. Top five in the league, got two at the top there. Patrick Mahomes coming in second at a 76.6. Josh Allen right behind him for Buffalo, just a .1 differential behind him. How about Cooper Rush? That's right. He's the fourth overall QBR in the league right now to 74.1. And rounding out your top five is Lamar Jackson with a 71.9. I know we have no business talking about the Cowboys, but what are they going to do with Cooper Rush? He's <laughs> he's four and zero, oh, I think, and and he, yeah, he or I think I think that's what I read. Like he on his four career undefeated, starts, yeah, he's undefeated. Um, what do they do? Like you know, you have Dak coming back here supposedly like next week or the week after, and uh, it just uh, how do you sit him down? Well, I guess it's the same thing with the Jets, right? They said sat Flacco, and Flacco was playing great. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the Cardinals. You do have the Eagles coming into town, so we will have our show that drops Wednesday, the midweek show. Who are you looking at uh, getting on this week with the, the Eagles? They have a uh, they have a travel club too, or uh, no? We're trying to get our sister show on for Friday Ooh. when we go by and behind enemy lines, the Eagles okay. pod. Uh, we've reached out to them, so we'll see if we can get them on the show. Um, coming up Wednesday, we'll have more of a Cardinal centric guest. Who that is, Gunner? I don't know. You're throwing that question okay. at me. I've not contacted anyone so. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow, just trying to do a we'll decent tease, that. trying to tease it, yep, you know. Yep. You know? Oh, I like teasing the biz, but yeah, Tyler is not uh, queued up on that. Yet. We'll get so. it though. No, but that's the thing. I mean, you you, you you have the guests that are informative on you know I, both our team, and I love when you have the guest on from the other team, you know, because they're very well knowledgeable of their team, and you know, I I just feel like the uh, Eagles. Uh, podcast hosts that we're going to have on are going to drive us nuts because they're going to be all cocky and confident because they're four and but uh, they are very informed on their team and uh, we'll just get into it with them. I'm looking forward to that one. 
With that said, the Cardinals pull one out in Carolina. Carolina's owned them the last six games, but the Cardinals churn things around. Finish up 26 to 16, move to two and two. And hopefully they can build, maybe string some wins here, maybe surprise some folks at home this week in Philly. Gunner, what do we want them to do? Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Head off to our social media, Bird Gang Travel on Twitter, The Gunner on Twitter, uh, Radio Gunner on Instagram. You're on IG, aren't you? Yep, at Bird Gang Travel. All right, sweet. Back here on Wednesday. Cardinalspodcast.com. I want to put this out there. When you go to there, it has all the different streaming sites of, of podcasts, whichever one you prefer, uh, whatever is your way of listening to podcasts. So go there, cardinalspodcast.com. 